Welcome to The Mushroom Show, the one place where you need to be if you want to stay on top of all the cool things happening in the world of mushrooms. My name is Tony Shields, this is episode 30, and in this episode, we're going to be taking a look at some unnecessarily scary headlines involving mushrooms. We're also going to be covering some massive investments in mycelial meat replacement technologies, and we'll be talking about the state of mushroom education with Jasper Dagenaires, the CEO and co-founder of the famed online mycology school, Fungi Academy. So if you like mushrooms, if you like The Mushroom Show, please go ahead and hit that like button. It really does help the channel grow. If you want to see future episodes of the show, make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well. Let's jump into the show. I always like to keep my eyes and ears on the headlines to see what kinds of mushroom stories reach the mainstream news. And more and more, I seem to be seeing things that perhaps unnecessarily insert mushrooms into the headline in order to make the title either more interesting or more shocking. The two examples recently involving psilocybin were the Alaskan Airlines pilot, which I've talked about a couple times on the show, and the student who jumped out of a window in Brooklyn. Both wild and tragic stories that probably shouldn't have had mushrooms as the main culprit. Well, just recently I saw this headline that said, Dundee cyclist missing in France may have eaten lethal mushrooms. The story is tragic and is referring to a long distance traveling cyclist, Stephen Harper, who went missing on his trip. Initially he was just missing, but based on some of his communications with his family, they had surmised that maybe he had eaten some poisonous mushrooms while while trying to live off the land. A search ensued and eventually they did find his body. Unfortunately, he had fallen from a cliff. And after that, the headlines read, cyclist fell to his death after eating poisonous mushrooms. Stephen Harper, who went missing while cycling from Dundee to India, is thought to have become disoriented after eating mushrooms he had foraged. Now his brother who kicked off the search stated on social media that he said he was concerned that his brother had made a fatal mistake by eating dangerous mushrooms, but said it was unclear what kind of fungi he had eaten. His death was attributed to a fall from a cliff, possibly due to disorientation caused by mushroom toxins. I mean, this is definitely possible and it really just goes to show that you probably shouldn't be trying to eat off of the land, especially mushrooms and especially in an area that you're not necessarily familiar with the local species. And in this case, just like so many other things that we see in the news, it's often the best headline that wins. Perhaps he was sick from eating the mushrooms, but perhaps he was also sick from eating other foraged foods. Remember, there are lots of poisonous plants. There are probably way more poisonous plants than there are mushrooms. And anytime you're foraging, again, if you don't know what you're looking for, or you don't necessarily understand the area, it's really taking a gamble. At the end of the day, he did fall from a cliff and the resulting injuries from that seem to be the cause of his death. And there's still a really good chance, in my opinion, that it had nothing to do with the mushrooms, although that's what all the headlines said. Serious mushroom poisonings, especially deadly ones, are not nearly as common as a lot of the headlines might make us think. For example, looking at 30 years of data as tracked by the North American Mycological Society, they list a grand total of about 1,641 cases, which is about 70 cases per year and only about 1% or so resulting in death. Admittedly, this data is probably far from perfect, a good portion of minor poisonings are likely to go unreported, although most of the serious ones, or the ones resulting in death, are more likely to be reported, so the percentage of serious poisonings is likely even smaller than what is reported here. There still is a fair amount of mycophobia around, or a fear of mushrooms, and fair enough, mushrooms are still pretty mysterious creatures, so I can kind of understand the sentiment, and I can understand why the headlines might do this. Obviously still a tragic story, don't want to underplay that, but I just wanted to highlight the fact that the 
mushroom hypothesis might not be set in stone as many of the headlines are insinuating. If you say two things that a person ate mushrooms or poisonous mushrooms and a person fell off a cliff, those two things aren't necessarily related. On to our next story. Mycelium-based food, often thought of as a potential meat replacement, is getting a boost. Mycelium startup Infinite Roots, formerly known as Mush Labs, has raised $58 million in a Series B investment round, which according to TechCrunch is one of the largest investments in the technology in Europe to date. There honestly isn't a ton of information on their website in terms of what they do and how they're doing it, but they do sum up their reason for being pretty well on their Instagram. Check it out. Our food system is broken. A quarter of all man-made greenhouse gas emissions come from food. Such a broken system does not exist in nature. Balanced by plants and animals, a third kingdom plays a vital role. The fungal kingdom. Their hidden existence, rooted in the soil by their mycelium, offers incredible potential. At Infinite Roots, we spend a lot of time understanding how mushroom mycelium grows and have replicated the optimal conditions in a controlled environment. It is a fully circular process that requires barely any land, uses a fraction of the water, and produces fewer emissions than traditional agriculture. Comparing one kilogram of beef to one kilogram of mycelium, we use 215 times less water and produce 35 times less carbon emissions. Packed with a mammy and unique texture, the edible mycelium allows us to develop over 30 products that are tasty without compromise. At Infinite Roots, it's not about replacing meat. We bring food security, sustainability, and local production to our broken food system and provide accessible, nutritious foods while preserving our planet. Now, the idea of using mycelium to somehow grow food or specifically to grow meat or a meat replacement is not necessarily a new concept, although it does seem to be getting a lot more traction recently. It's not just infinite roots. There are lots of other companies in this area that have raised a lot of money recently. For example, in the US, a company called Meaty has apparently raised almost 275 million to bring very convincing looking mycelium-based meat replacements to market. And it's not just meat replacements. There are other other categories in food that mycelium technology seems to be very well suited for. Nature's Find, for example, is a mycelium-based food company that makes meatless mycelium breakfast sausages, but are also using their fungi-based protein to make dairy replacements like yogurt and cream cheese. According to the same TechCrunch article, they have already raised over half a billion dollars. Now, as many of you may know who might already do this at home, it doesn't have to be super expensive to use some of this technology or try to replace some meat consumption with mushrooms. I only have to point to the incredibly delicious lion's mane fried chicken sandwich that I was lucky enough to enjoy at Far West Fungi's micro store and restaurant in Santa Cruz over the summer. That is something you could make at home for just a few bucks, but you might have a tough time making it taste as good as Far West Fungi's. That thing was just mm, chef's kiss. If I had to guess, I would say that this area of mycotechnology is probably going to see the highest amount of investor attention and investor dollars over the next few years. Unlike many other areas of mycotechnology, it seems like mycelium-based foods and mushroom-based foods are finally ready to scale and ready for the big time. When did mushrooms become a thing? 
It seems pretty normal now to be like into mushrooms, but I remember when I was first getting into mushrooms, it wasn't a thing. For me, it consisted of going to the local library and seeing if I could take out Paul Stamets growing gourmet and medicinal mushrooms for the 10th time. It was always there because no one else was taking it out. No one else around me in my local area was interested in the topic and it was kind of hard to learn about it. Aside from a few esoteric forums, even the emergence of the internet, a digital network that in many ways resembles the mycelial network, it was mostly crickets on the topic for a long, long time. But now that has totally changed. Mushrooms are absolute superstars and mushrooms as a category are kind of touching all aspects of our daily lives. For example, growing mushrooms is a huge category now. People want to learn how to grow mushrooms on the very small scale, something that blew up in popularity during the lockdowns of 2020, for example, but is still very massively popular. I've even seen mushroom growing kits popping up at my local store, and even Home Depot started carrying them at some point. People also want to learn how to start their own larger scale farms, growing mushrooms for fun and profit. There seems to be new local small scale farms popping up every single day, which is totally awesome because that just means you get more variety of fresh mushrooms at your local farmer's market. Mycotechnology is also another huge category, and it's amazing because it can be embraced by both small-scale citizen scientists and much larger-scale business interests, as we just talked about. And of course, functional mushrooms is another category that is absolutely exploding with popularity. Not that long ago, mentioning lion's mane or cordyceps would have been met with blank stares, but now they are part of one of the fastest-growing categories in functional nutrition. And of course, psilocybin mushrooms with the increasing interest and increasing awareness that might just completely dwarf all of the other categories and we're probably only just getting started. Even this show, The Mushroom Show, probably wouldn't have made any sense to exist five years ago, but now it seems to make sense. At least I hope so. And all of that comes with more people wanting to learn about mushrooms and a lot of people wanting to learn about mushrooms in a guided way. Now it seems that there might be almost too much information out there and some people might be looking for a more concrete guided path to understanding all things fungi. Jasper Degenars is the chief executive officer of Fungi Academy, a self-described international collective of passionate earthlings united by our shared love and belief in the power of fungi, who since 2016 have been dedicated to making mushroom education accessible and easy for everyone and connecting a diverse global community of mycophiles. The Fungi Academy is gearing up for the 2024 Sacred Mycology Summit, which is a three-day online event that celebrates all things mushrooms. I reached out to Jasper to chat about the event and chat about the state of mushroom education in general. Let's roll the clip. Jasper, thank you so much for joining us today on The Mushroom Show. Thank you so much, Tony. It's an honor to be on for a second time. It's great. <laughs> right. We did do the full interview, uh, which you should go check out if you want to go check that out. Uh, that was a couple years ago now. Man, time flies. But for the, you know, for the sake of people who don't know who you are, uh, you are the co-founder of the Fungi Academy, which is a mushroom school. Why don't you tell people a little bit about the Fungi Academy and the kind of things that you teach there? Yeah, that's a... Uh, but it's always hard, but like we're a mushroom education center. We're a sacred mycology school. So like, I think our bread and butter is teaching uh, mushroom cultivation that people can apply anywhere in the world. Um, basically all the way from like high end lab stuff to like some hobbyist that wants to grow mushrooms in their bathroom or something. And like, like really low tech to, to pretty high tech. But we've also done courses on like psychedelic journey work. Uh, last year we made a course on fungal ecology. So how fungi work in ecosystems. Uh, we do this human mycelium retreat, which is kind of like a leadership 
um, slash fungal knowledge, weaving that into the human reality situation retreat. So yeah, we've been doing all kinds of things that are just excite us and we hope to expand it to mycopermaculture and uh, all the other cool things that fungi can teach us. So really spanning a large spectrum uh, of different things that you teach, but what would you say it is that people are kind of most interested in when it comes to mushrooms? Obviously you said you can everything from growing mushrooms to the sacred mushrooms to fungal ecology. Obviously mycology touches so many different parts of our lives, but what would you say mm -hmm. people currently are kind of most interested in learning? Well, right now, there seems to be a really big boom in people wanting to grow their own mushrooms, either for their own food or their own medicine. I think like a lot of people want to get closer to their own food. And I think what's really amazing about mushrooms is that you can actually grow a lot of mushrooms with not that much work. Your amazing video on how, how to grow mushrooms out of a bucket, which is because it got on like millions of views, right? can showcase that, you know, like you can do that like in one afternoon and you have so many mushrooms that you probably have to give them away for they have to spoil. And I think for people that have gardens, like adding mushrooms, which are also like a nice non-animal protein that you can add to your diet is, is phenomenal. And of course, the now with legality opening up on the psychedelic mushrooms, the, the sacred mushrooms, uh, a lot of people are interested in, in growing their own medicine as well. So I, I think like the potential is limitless, you know. Yeah, it's an incredible skill to learn mycology in general. And I know, you know, people are thinking a lot more these days about different opportunities, even for jobs in mycology, because when you think of all these different opportunities from growing mushrooms to, I don't know, being like a, a scientist who studies this stuff, do you think that some of the stuff that you teach and some of the self-learning and, and piecewise courses are kind of a good way for somebody who wanted to get into the field professionally? And what kind of opportunities do you feel are out there for people? Yeah, that's a great question. And actually we've had a bunch of students either start medicinal mushroom companies so they start growing their own mushrooms making extracts out of them we've had people do really big grow operations we've actually had a re student recently who was working for a cannabis company in saint vincent and the grenadines who is making like another branch and just like making this massive uh cubensis uh, warehouse who came to study but it's also for people that just want to pick up a new hobby and might have more issues with all the chaos of information that's out there i think like again with the whole market is being open like it can be anything from mushroom growing to like community events to uh, guided mushroom walks to like having a basically a, a, a mycology startup we've we've seen it all so it's really amazing to see people actually do something with the the things that they walked away from yeah i feel like out of all the things mycology and, and mushrooms seems to attract people with entrepreneurial spirits or people who want to kind of go build stuff and, and do their own things um do you find that uh a lot of people that come to your school have that kind of, I mean, you mentioned that a lot of people who take your courses end up going on to starting companies or starting mushroom farms or something like that. What do you think is the reason for that? What is it about mushrooms that attracts like micropreneurs? That is a good question, right? Like people that get into mushrooms want to make it into like a, a livelihood or why do people that already are doing like entrepreneurial things are drawn to mushrooms? And I think it is because the field is so wide open, right? Like anybody can make a discovery that can completely blow everybody away to create a whole niche market, right? I think micro materials is just like a, a nice example of some people with an idea and now like it's it's becoming scaled up, right? We have a mycelium grown bacon, there's mycelium leather and like these are not necessarily things that like you have to be an ultra specialist in to, to discover and like I think that's what makes it really interesting and also I think mushrooms like they don't ship well. So if you don't have a 
gourmet mushroom farm that sells like for example like felocia adiposa or like the, the cinnamon cap or chestnut mushrooms in your area there's a high likelihood that you just don't get them and some people were like well i want to have these mushrooms my community wants to ha have these mushrooms so i'll just start growing these mushrooms and start being that like person that that kind of like node in the mycelial network for my community if somebody wanted to get into mushrooms right somebody might be you know just barely interested in them, or maybe they're hearing about these things because mushrooms are kind of becoming a thing now. Whereas, you know, when I first started getting into mushrooms, it'd be like, what are you, what are you talking about? That's not a thing. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. I mean, what are some of the paths that people could uh, start to pursue if they wanted to take mushrooms a little more seriously? Yeah. And I, I think that is why like growing closer to the organism, right? I think sometimes there's a hyper focus with mushrooms on the molecules. And I, I like to say that we're working with organisms, not molecules and trying to understand the organisms better I think is a, is a great first start and that you can do that by just going out and trying to get to know the mushrooms in your ecosystem by going on a forage you don't even have to pick anything you can just take pictures put them on iNaturalist and get to know the mushrooms in your neighborhood but I think growing the mushrooms at least gave me and uh, seems to have given a lot of people such a fundamental understanding of how these organisms work that then I've personally felt closer to them and I felt more inspired and I felt like, yeah, just like really motivated to, to start a symbiotic relationship with these organisms. So get in, get to know the organisms, I think is the, the, the straight answer to that. Yeah, that's such a good way to put it. I mean, people often say that mushrooms are teachers, but not just psilocybin mushrooms, which like the golden teacher, for instance, but even, you know, oyster mushrooms can teach you a lot about how mushrooms grow or what they need to grow. And you're right, maybe the best thing to do is just to dig in, to get going, to to get your hands dirty and start trying to grow these mushrooms. But if somebody wanted to take a more formal approach, I mean, Fungi Academy is one of those things that I find is really cool because, you know, some people learn with all the scattered information all over the internet and start to piece it together. Some people prefer to do, you know, courses that can kind of guide them and give them more of a a, a syllabus to follow, which is what you guys do. But you also have the Mushroom Summit that's coming up. Why don't you tell me a little bit about this event? Yeah, the Sacred Mycology Summit. Um, it was actually an idea that like Oliver and I uh, talked about. And Oliver was the founder of Fungi Academy who passed away about three years ago. And we were kind of just always running around. And now we finally had some space and like the, all the tools in place to actually do this event. You know, there's a lot of summits and we found there's a lot of summit, like online summits about psychedelics and like a lot of topics but there's not like really a solid mycology summit yet i thought and we wanted to do this to just like bring in many amazing voices like we have dennis mckenna and we have michael crow from uh, southwest fungi we have of course have william padilla brown who is like a, a massive genius but also bring in like some of the more people that are not so much on the forefront but they're doing amazing work so we have uh, some amazing female entrepreneurs mushroom growers which are way too rare in the the scene right now uh, we have some indigenous Mayan wisdom keepers. We have a, a, a Kiche guy named Reggie who like has written a book on like the indigenous mushrooms that grow here in the Mayan highlands and he speaks English. So he's going to do a presentation. We have a presentation on like cacao agroforestry and how that like fuses with the mycology in the scene and how they fuse mycology with the agroforestry. Uh, we have amazing permaculturists. So it's like kind of all the things that we are really into and what we call sacred mycology, which is my finding meaning and purpose in our lives with the help of mushrooms. And like you said before, all the kinds of mushrooms uh, and making that into like a weekend long like online 
event that's that also has like uh, we do men's and women's circles we do like authentic relating and we have we're trying to make it more kind of like one of our courses slash retreats that we host here but in the virtual world and it's absolutely free so that's uh it's amazing that we can offer that to the community that's awesome and i imagine that you're also speaking there as well actually i have not put myself in there because i'll probably hosting so i have I, i'm not on the speaker slots right now but like you'll you'll see me come up and i'll be introducing the guests and I'll be there all day. So I think people see enough of me uh, <laughs> in those moments. So maybe, maybe if uh, last minute uh, I need to, I need to share something. I have a whole repertoire of uh, uh, presentations that I, I do. So I might, I might squeeze myself in there. Uh, if we have a last minute dropout, but for now, I'm just the host. I know you do have some good presentations. I have seen some of them myself at other seminars are always wonderful. You're a great person to learn from, but it's cool to see that you are shining the spotlight on so many other mushroom entrepreneurs and other mushroom people in the community. The Sacred Mycology Summit is taking place uh, between February 23rd to February 25th. If you want to learn more about it, head over to fungiacademy.com. Jasper, thank you so much for joining us on The Mushroom Show. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we uh, close this? out no thank thank you for your work and thank you for like sharing the the magic of fungal wisdom as we say it you know you you it's such a like wide range of people that are interested in this and i i often when when you ask like what what do you do when people want to know more about mushrooms i often send them to your youtube channel because there's so much so i just want to thank you for your work and uh thank you for this opportunity to be able to share about uh, our work here excellent i'm just happy to be a part of it as well so thanks again jasper Thanks, Tony. I hope you enjoyed that. Always great to talk to Jasper. Again, the event runs February 23rd to 25th. Go ahead and check it all out at fungiacademy.com. And that's it for this episode of The Mushroom Show. Again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for watching. Again, if you like mushrooms, if you like The Mushroom Show, please go ahead and hit that like button. It really does help the channel grow. And if you wanna see future episodes of the show, go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well. We'll see you in the next episode.